This is the Job Stories Podcast, how people find work that matters. Get a little, just say your name real quick and what you what do you do? Now? So yeah, no, my my name is Paul Bradley. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and my background is 20 plus years of fintech banking and really complicated payouts and payments. So transcribe that to my field. What I'm doing now, it I, I work with banks and specific custody handlers to move Bitcoin to move uh, money and banking type solutions. So and every day you can pay your mortgage with a Bitcoin. You can write a check, you, the prepaid debit cards, um, MoonPay, all, all the different ways to buy and sell and hold and use cryptocurrency as, as money. Uh, there are a lot of rules and regulations around that. Even though it's not officially for crypto, we work with money and banks. And so that's, that's kind of my space. That's awesome. Remind me, I forget, you told me when we had coffee that day, but when did you get into the crypto stuff? So the crypto, the crypto side was an accident. I was at a publicly traded bank. Uh, I had, I was aware of Bitcoin, but I was not, you know, I'm on the banking side, not really encouraged to go onto the Bitcoin side. Mm So working with the project 2017 all of a sudden everybody has this get rich overnight mentality and then i begin to understand the nuances of bitcoin specifically and why it potentially could work and built a banking settlement system so in my in my eyes everyone was saying adoption of crypto looks like this it means you can go to a walmart and target and buy your toothpaste uh, like a QR code with Bitcoin. And I recognized immediately, having worked in accounts receivable and accounts payables for large corporations, they don't want Bitcoin. How do you even put that on your books? How do you pay your, like, they don't want Bitcoin. So we figured out just it's a payment channel. Turn on Bitcoin payments, settle in USD. Case, case closed. So that was about a year and a half long project going from the, uh, you know, James Bullard, a uh, Fed governor, and getting the authorizations and understanding that we're not doing anything illegal. And they believe it's a niche type solution. So they're not going to come make it illegal overnight. So we got the green light to build something for the bank. And that's when my life changed. That's when I, re- that's for the first time in about 10 years, my arm hair stood up. I was so excited. I, I get these chills and these sensations, and the bank kept saying, "You can't do that," but I do it. And then they go, "Good job, Paul." <laughs> I was like, it's really weird. Yeah. But ultimately, it was out. It was me, and the Fed, and Bitcoin, and I felt like a freaking. I I, I just have never felt so good about where the direction of my future was headed. From an exciting, I love this standpoint. It's amazing. I- and so how does that, I mean, you're talking about the hairs, you know, mm. you got chills, like, what's that like? Now you have a company. And tell, I don't know, we got it. We need, what, name your company. So the, like- the company that I'm with now, I'm a co-founder, it's called Get Hedge. Yeah. Get Hedge has some products in the marketplace. We're, we're kind of a one hit, one horse champ right now. We've got a process that you can get paid in Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, or a stable coin. It's pretty much our proof of concept as, these are the rails we're building. This was our first 
rail. And now we're, we're getting into the off-ramps. We ultimately want to be able to make a mortgage ACH payment from a video game concept, right? So just we're the intermediaries in between until you can actually make a direct payment to another person with Bitcoin peer-to-peer. But that's still a minute away, and we have regulations. And so we're in that banking-grade crypto rail space. And the way I understand it, so right now, like you're saying, what y'all do currently is you can take your paycheck. Like you can do payroll through. Yeah. You get crypto through your. Yeah. And it's not necessarily payroll. Uh-huh. It's you sign up, it's a free account, you get issued a direct deposit. So a routing number and saving, uh, routing an account, but it's in your name. So the big piece of that whole debacle of ftx and people using your funds and so those are centralized solutions on top of the decentralized rails what we want to do is add the decentralized solutions to you know self-custody and you are the origin of your funds comes from you not somebody else's account so that's really where we're trying to evolve blockchain into self-custody and the abilities of having all the banking mechanisms pay your accounts, get received, sends an invoice, all, all the financial services tools on top of that. And then what we'd like to be able to do is be a provider. So you've got web web three companies in town that need that have wallets, they need on and off ramp services. They probably need a debit card to facilitate, to liquidate, and be able to make procurement on their platform. So we become a financial services piece at, at our core B2B, but we also utilize our own products in our Get Hedge device. So it's a consumer issue. It's, it's, it's kind of a hobby, but we love it. It's our favorite part of the business, and we put all of our cool tools in there. All the stuff that no one ever gave us, we yeah. make available. And that really is the exciting part of Bitcoin is – is this new wave of who can access it, who traditionally have just been blocked out of capital markets, which are people like you and me. Yeah, that's great. And let's go back to that kind of the chills on your own. What's Mm. it like running a company and having founded a company that that gives you just so, it's obvious to see the passion you have. Uh, It's passion, but you got to pay your bills too. So with uh, with the excitement and jumping for joy and no one around me to witness it other than my dog that's like, what are you doing? Are we about to go play Frisbee? Uh, then the other side of it is just, it's as high as you get, there are lows. Sure. So you put your family's income on the line. You've got, I've got a young, young kids in school. They need books. They need jackets. They need all the things that you don't have three months to just take off. So that's when markets crashes crashed. I was at, my beach house in Florida, and that, what is it, March 2020 when the market, and so I had the opposite feeling. I had to remove, hey, I got to go to the bathroom for a second, like save face, get away from the family, go to the back room, turn off all the lights, close the door, and try not to cry out loud, (laughs) right? It's like, oh, what have I done? And it's not just my passion. I've involved my family and I'll start, what am I willing to lose to continue? It's, it, it, it's, it's not just, like they say, oh, the, the hardest part of overnight success is the first 10 years. 
I've actually never heard that. Yeah, no, it's there is no overnight success. Oh. Yeah, you're right. We've experienced that too. I mean, being entrepreneurs, like the highs are really high, mm. but the lows are like yeah, it's terrifying. Especially with people like counting on you and like your family, and then also maybe employees. Like it's wild. It, it's the uh, car wreck. I've just been in a car wreck type awareness of life. You're oh. just like, whoa. I've I haven't experienced this part of life. It's scary. And, and just wade through it with your principles and know you're doing the right thing and have conviction based on real stuff, not just, hey. I tell you something that's funny that I, uh, from Nashville. So as I was moving into this space, I really had to differentiate it from starting a band, right? So you and I could start a band, I'll play guitar, you can sing, but are we guaranteed to have a head are we guaranteed to move forward in our career are we going to end up waiting tables for the next 10 years and never get discovered and i really had to differentiate that this is not this isn't my rock star moment like there are fundamentals here you can build a business here yeah uh it's a really good analogy but it at the end of that conclusion when i'm like okay this is all real there's still the VC side and the VC side is very much like an album. So if I had $10 million to put down on an album, I'm probably going to do it with Jerry Garcia or Neil Young or an established brand. Sure. I'm not going to come to Nashville, find somebody who's never had a hit single and just fund them because, and, and that's very similar in crypto. They, they take the people who've had success and the people who've had crypto success, and they rally around them, whether that's right or wrong, that's yeah. that's their energy. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, speaking of that point, like, yeah, because like <laughs> them hearing how passionate you are about Get Hedged maybe in enough sometimes, like I, it's gotta be hard navigating the VC side too, right? Like, cause like, I, I don't even know how to go about that. Like, I don't know much about the world in general, but yeah, that's gotta be tough to like, cause it's, you're, kind of relating it to being a musician or a band like yeah it's like and the, it's hard to go to a record label and be like we're the best yeah what what's your body of work well we don't have one yet but our friends like us yeah. i mean it's it's not unlike that so at least you can have processes and bulletproof processes where they can see okay these guys know how to move money and they understand the flavor and 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 how to do it in the spirit but with the VC side where, so I'm, I'm, you know, I've been doing this for many years. I'm, this isn't my first rodeo. I'm on the, I guess, on the other side of the youth hill, right? I'm not, they, uh, they don't necessarily want to invest. And they really, so my perspective is very conservative, banking, slow and steady. But that's not where the money flows. The money flows into, oh, exciting and sizzle and whoa let's turn this dollar into five million dollars it's not common sense like we're building something it's so there's a lot of sizzle in that world we're having to manage and really nail down what we do well and what's just kind of sizzle yeah and i always um i always like to kind of touch on this with the folks that i can that are like nashville people it's not everybody on the podcast is always in Nashville or whatever, but you've already mentioned it a couple of times. What's it like? 
I mean, we do events together in Nashville, so you and I are in the same communities a lot. Definitely. I'll lead the witness a little. I mean, we've loved having a business in Nashville, and um, particularly just how warm the community is. Has that been y'all's experience? I mean, you're from here, so. So mine's kind of opposite of that. Yeah. Not the warm experience. I love, and we've had the warm experiences, but because I am a native Nashvilleian, the, my business is not in Nashville. It's in New York. It's in Miami. It's in San Francisco. It's the four corners. Yeah. So here I am later in life, and my all my friends are in Miami. All my friends are in New York. My significant other moved here to be with me from Manhattan. It's I don't know a lot of Nashville. So in the journey that I'm taking with you and getting to know the local scene, I'm thrilled. And it's exciting for me that I'm not at an airport. And my Twitter name uh, I got from being at a crypto show in San Francisco because I said, there's nothing that's happening here that isn't happening in Nashville. So I want to give a voice to Nashville. And so I became Satoshi South. And uh, I mean, it really, really resonated and meant a lot to me that I'm representing Nashville outside. So to do it in Nashville and make traction, I, I love it. I yeah. love it. That's cool. Yeah, it's almost almost came around in a different way for you then yeah i I was the outside expert but i was also the local and the two had never met interesting that's kind of wild but i will say and i know it's how i met you initially but yeah i mean this this kind of crew that we're we formed here has been really cool yeah like a really beautiful group i mean derek and Catherine, and you know all the crew yeah and they uh they're not talkers like they're out doing it they're getting vc they're they're just making it and to your point, as I first met them as business leaders, you know, there's a level of respect, there's a level of intimidation, you know, you got to feel it out first. But as I got to know them as people, and Mike would be one of those guys, yeah, Tiki Mike, Mike yeah. mm-hmm. uh, just cool yeah. and fun to be with, yeah. practical. Um, yeah. They're they're not going to throw you under the bus. They generally, I, I wouldn't say they make it their passion to look out for you. We're all navigating this by ourselves ultimately but i i really was impressed by the genuineness and then also hey we want to tap into you locally to to look at this next project so where nationally there's a lot of talk but not a lot of action so i really respect that yeah that's cool where does nashville kind of line up like in terms of like the web3 blockchain crypto community like like it seems to be growing big time here, but like Miami's, got, maybe they've been doing it a little bit longer. Like, it's, it's, it a lot of, of that's marketing, right? Yeah. So you look at tangibles. What's actually in the city? What's working? We like the, uh, you know, Valkyrie. They've got a great voice here. Uh, we, we've got a lot of legitimate pieces. Uh, BTC Media. They're, they're actually pieces here trying to rally it in to the city so that that there's a lot of strength there it's yeah. not just hey we want to be the next bitcoin city or, or blockchain capital of the world yeah. it's here are all of our pieces this is how it's flowing and organically people are coming to nashville yeah. that's so cool it's real it's yeah and then you can go out into the actual community i thought was pretty interesting and you probably know this more than i do being uh, from the West Coast, the the pockets where people move into the city are 
their pockets, like people from San Francisco move to a certain place in the city. If you're in crypto and technology, you move to a certain. So I, oh, I thought that was pretty cool where people are stacking up and really fortifying those those areas. I didn't think about that. So you move you move into it. You don't come just to Nashville. You come to a scene. You have connections. You've got a warm place to be in Nashville. Yeah. And uh, I think that that really makes a difference. Yeah, that's cool. I hadn't thought about that. That's crazy that you noticed that. Yeah, that's wild. What um, we'll kind of get close to um, wrapping up here in a minute. Um, I talk. I just talk. No, talk, this talk, is talk. awesome. Man. It's so good. Um, what what are you excited about next? What's it could be professionally or personally. So I'm always excited about what I'm working on personally, and then business wise. We uh, we have a product that could potentially be the industry standard mm-hmm. for for ways to make payments on crypto, especially after a lot of the missteps that you've had in uh, exchanges losing people's money. That that's criminal, mm-hmm. and uh, so to be able to further adoption, and bring tools where people are safe. They have self-custody. They have all the strength of blockchain and then be able to utilize all the financial services. That That is my passion. That's awesome. Yeah, you're so cool in, in the sense of you were just in the established banking industry for so long and yeah. now being on this like pretty disruptive part of it. Is that the right word to use? I mean, yeah, cool or insane. There, <laughs> there are not a lot of people who would have left the cush job I had yeah. and just said, I, I can't do this anymore. There's something else I need to go do. So the time, let's call it a couple of years where I was in the gray abyss yeah. before it panned out, there's a linear time dimension there yeah. where you, you, you got to go learn this stuff. You don't just one day I'm at a bank, now I'm at Bitcoin. Like you you have to go take that journey. Yeah, there's a path. And yeah. so I don't know of a lot of bankers who just went and took that journey and left it all behind. Yeah. So that that's kind of my is he is he a genius or is he an idiot? <laughs> like I, I float in that realm. It's like you can't even spell the word risk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. And then on my personal side, I like I said, I've, I've always traveled. I've been in New York, California. I went to school in Colorado. So I love water. And I've always been in cities where in order to go enjoy the water, you have to go to a park. And with a park, you have to have your dog on a leash. You have to follow their rules. I'm from Tennessee. That did not gel well at all. And so I take I, I go about an hour out in the country, and I have found this river, and I love it. And I just buy and build just land and parcels around it and stack it up. And then when I have stressful days or really long days or travel, when I get home, I'm just going to go to the river. I'm going to take my dog. I'm going to take my family. I'm just going to go walk in nature. And it's it's a turbo charge. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you may have told me this, but can you – I um, genuinely do not know. Can you uh, purchase land? With crypto currently, like, is there a way to do that? Well, I mean, directly. Yeah. It, with, with, I mean, someone could that transaction happen? Yeah. Yes. If you want to go through a service and do it, there you can still do it. There are further checks. So once you start moving, I think it's two hundred fifty thousand. Uh-huh. Anything above two hundred fifty thousand that you're trying to purchase, there are vetting procedures that take place, AML, and so. 
you could buy a house or property with Bitcoin directly, but 250,000 is the magic number. Anything above that, they're extra vetting. Anything below that, it kind of just goes through. Uh, me, I cash out and make it a cashier's check or a ca- like I don't involve them. I don't want people to know I'm in Bitcoin out in the country. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I just do it traditionally, but, uh, you know, I, I made the mistake of bringing up Bitcoin out in a rural setting once and that that neighbor won't even look at me. They, yeah. So I don't, I don't bring it up. No more. Yeah. It's witchy. It's witchy. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a witch. Out of, <laughs> out of state witch. Paul the witch. Yeah. That's good. Man, thank you for doing this. This has been awesome. Oh, man, you're I the coolest. We'll kind of wrap it right around here. But yeah, this is cool. It's cool to get some more insight to yeah. you and, and what y'all are up to. Anytime. And, and love to come back and tell you some of the progress we make. That'd be cool. Six months, a year, and so forth. We should do that. In the meantime, how can people get in touch with you that might hear this podcast? Uh, gethedge.io, uh, just any kind of you know, request for information, or I'm at Satoshi South uh, on LinkedIn and Twitter. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, we'll plug it as much as we can. I appreciate you. I'm glad I know you, man. This is awesome. Yeah, and we've so, got, uh, we're right at the beginning of our journey here. Yeah, and God. we is like you, you and me, sure. and like the Nashville scene, and we're we're right at the beginning of this journey to prove to the world we're not a marketing agency. We 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 produce these tools. We are thought leaders. We have the Web three scene. We have the banking infrastructure. And, and in my piece, it's not just Nashville; it's a state. So, if you're in the state of Tennessee with these tools, and we can work together, then that's always my. Thing.